Thank you for joining us for another episode of Exposing Scientology, where we reveal what really goes on inside this business masquerading as a church. Hi, everyone. We're back again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. We've got people from all over the place as usual. Tulsa, Oklahoma. South Africa. South Brussels, Africa. Belgium, and I, Melbourne, Australia. Oh, I, yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> I like the Southern Hemisphere people. Mm-hmm. Yes, they sure always does. join us. It's cool. New Zealand, and, and we even had we even had someone on here from Paraguay and Uruguay. Yeah, wow. And they that. were like, nobody knows where this is, and these people were responding, say, yeah, you've got this and you've got that. Well, there was a person in here that said they hello from Peru. Yep, Palm Harbor. There we go, right Very down nice. the street. Okay, nice. Liverpool, Claire, Liverpool, nice. Germany, oh, look at this, New Jersey, Philly, Highlands oh Ranch, God. Colorado in the house. <laughs> when, when, whenever we say this, it starts an avalanche. Brazil, you yeah. can't even Gibraltar. That's wow. the first time I've ever seen anybody from Gibraltar. Wow, there's like there's like a tiny number hey. of people in Gibraltar. Hey, Shannon. Hey oh, there. Oh, Shannon. Hey, hey. We sat next to Shannon at a Depeche Mode concert in Texas. <laughs> and she's in Orlando? Yeah, she was there. She just went to that show. She's actually, to be fair, like I consider myself a super fan. She might be a super, super, super fan because <laughs> I, I've seen, I think she's at least been to five Depeche Mode concerts this tour that I've seen. I don't know. She may have gone to more. Wow, but mm-hmm. um, I want to say I've seen uh, I've seen a bunch. Anyway, she's wow. live she's living the life. I mm-hmm. very very much envy her uh, her or her concert uh, going uh, up up happenings these days. You know, Mark uh, Christy told me the other day that Depeche Mode were here at the Amelie Arena in Tampa, and we didn't go. Oh, we oh. didn't. Oh, it was actually when I was not able to go. So I was going to say they did play down there because I was thinking of maybe going to visit you and just hit, hitting the concert. And I thought, eh, maybe that's not the best look. Um, <laughs> you, you doing okay there, Mike? Okay. We'll see you next time. We're going to a concert. <laughs> it's not really our style. As you know, Mike. <laughs> yes, I do. See yes, I wouldn't want to be. Uh... <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get serious here. Um, I really wanted to talk about this phony baloney arbitration business that Scientology is engaged in. And for anybody that doesn't know, I've written about this pretty extensively on my blog, but Scientology has implemented over the last few decades um, these agreements that everybody has to sign called enrollment agreements. And they are an agreement in order to participate in Scientology services that basically give away everybody's rights to any sort of recourse against Scientology, you know, make all these self-serving statements about we understand that Scientology is a religion and that we're participating in religious activities and that we're doing this of our own free will and nobody's coercing us and nobody's doing anything mean to us and we've given them all our money voluntarily and nobody beat it out of us and that sort of stuff. And it also includes within it a paragraph that says that 
should a dispute arise and I cannot resolve it internally within the church, I agree to participate in religious arbitration. And this is really tricky and sneaky and uh, a dirty, rotten trick because it's not uncommon for agreements to be made with with various people. Uh, I mean, if you buy a car and you sign a contract to buy a car, you basically agree in that contract that if you want to sue the dealer for something that they do, that you're going to go to arbitration. But what arbitration means in that instance is actually a retired judge. There are these organizations, the American Arbitration Association, who provide this service to people because it's much faster and less costly. And, than and it's going a third party. It's a it's, third party. Absolutely. It's, it's not, it, it, they have no bias towards either person. Right. Yep. It's it's usually retired judges or retired lawyers who bring people in, hear both sides, and make a determination about what they think is the fair and equitable outcome. And it's not a bad thing. And, uh, and because it's not a bad thing, uh, courts uh, tend to be very pro-arbitration. And the law that has been created over the years has been very pro-arbitration because what would happen is the aggrieved party, uh, if they went into arbitration, they didn't get what they wanted, then they'd come back and say, well, now we want a lawsuit. And so a lot of law has been created that says, look, we favor arbitration, it unloads the courts, it's more um, efficient, it's you know, we don't want to undermine the idea of people being able to resort to arbitration rather than having to go into the court system. With all that backdrop, Scientology said, okay, we want religious arbitration. Now, I was around when this thing was done, and Bill Drescher was the in-house lawyer, and he said, well, we should put an arbitration clause in there. And I said, Bill, we don't have what, what What is it? He said, it doesn't matter. For the most part, it, it, this is never going to come up. And people would just believe that they don't have any avenue to get anything done. So we'll just put it in there. And it, it's what's called in the legal arena, interorum, uh, the fear factor. It's like mm. you make someone believe that they don't have any rights and they won't try and exert that even if it's not true that they don't have any rights, uh, you make it seem like they don't. Ultimately, what happened was there has never been an arbitration because Scientology doesn't have uh, such a thing. There's I don't even no... think L. Ron Hubbard even has ever mentioned the word arbitration. There is one mention of the word arbitration that concerns WISE. Right. The World Institute of Scientology okay. Enterprise yeah. resolving dispute, but they call it mediation, but one in one time it's called an arbitration, but it's really a WISE mediation. Yeah. And right. like if business, if, if businesses business are business. Or, yeah, they have some sort of uh, conflict or, hey, I sold you the business. You owe me 20000 Now I only owe you 5000 Right, like exactly. That. But again, the mediator or wise mediator or arbitrator is independent of the two parties that are fighting. 
and right. makes a decision about who's right and who's wrong or what percentage of someone's rightness and wrongness. Okay, so when the, the uh, Lewis and, and Rocio Garcia sued Scientology in Tampa Federal Court for taking all their money. For paying for a bell or a tower that was paid for by 27 cross. other people. Cross that was paid for by 27 other people. Amongst other well. things. But, but, you know, they were not even... They were not even suing to get anything back other than the monies that they had paid where they got nothing, no service. They hadn't taken any service. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But Scientology came into court and said, well, they signed these enrollment agreements for all these things and they're adults and they knew what they were doing. And so they need to go to arbitration. And of course, the Garcia's lawyers said, what is this arbitration? Like, how does this work? And they came in and said, well, we have determined that it is to be done according to the policy of L. Ron Hubbard on a committee of evidence. <laughs> and this was, like, I remember, I was sitting there, I was like, what? <laughs> it's what? like the, the biggest kangaroo court in Scientology is a committee of evidence. You are hung, drawn, and quartered before you even get to the meeting. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and an arbitration, like, there are numerous things about a committee of evidence that don't fit anywhere in the scenario of an arbitration. Like, you have to be charged with crimes for a committee of evidence to exist, and uh, arbitration isn't supposed to be charging you with anything or finding you guilty or not guilty. It's just uh, re resolving a dispute between two parties. Right. And there's supposed to be, you know, X number of members. And, you know, there has to be a chairman and a secretary and two, uh, two to seven members or two to five members. I can't even remember. And yeah. it has the, the, uh, the committee has to submit their findings to the convening authority for approval before it has any validity. And all, like all of this stuff is not what a regular arbitration looks like, not even remotely. Right. But Scientology persuaded the court that they couldn't make or pass judgment about how Scientology conducted its internal ecclesiastical affairs <laughs> because that would violate the First Amendment of separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. So the judge basically threw up his hands and says, okay, you guys go off and do your arbitration, and then if it turns out to be all rotten and bad, come back to me. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> well, it turned out to be all rotten and bad, and they went back, and he still said, well, you know, it's not that rotten and bad. And then it went up on appeal to the 11th Circuit, and that unfortunately resulted in a two-to-one decision saying we're upholding this arbitration. Mm -hmm. The dissent in that is, in, is absolutely so spot on. It says, this is not arbitration. This is just arbitrary. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it was like the perfect summation because they made up shit as they went along. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed to have a lawyer there. Oh, uh, you can't take notes. Oh, we're not accepting any of your evidence if it's in theta, 
Which yeah, is, because it doesn't uh, say it yeah. doesn't. There's no guidelines in the committee of evidence policy that says any of those things. So because it's not there, you can't do anything that it doesn't say in there. Right. So this sort of set a precedent, and subsequently, uh, Scientology has tried this this defense in every other case that has been filed since then, and they managed to persuade a court that Valerie Haney should go to arbitration, also that the uh, Baxters and Valeska Guida should go to arbitration, and that the victims of Danny Masterson in their civil suit should go to arbitration. Uh, the Danny Masterson victims appealed to the California Appeals Court, and they won that. Uh, slightly limited, but on the basis that once they've left Scientology, there's no basis for enforcing or actions or activities that happen once they leave can't be covered under an arbitration agreement. You can't run them over uh, with your car 10 years after they leave Scientology and then say, oh, no, yeah. we got to deal with this in arbitration because you're a Scientologist. Mm -hmm. Right. But the Valerie Haney case, which is filed in, in uh, California, is somewhat different because she's all whatever it doesn't matter what all the circumstances are the fact of the matter is she resisted and resisted and, and tried everything and ultimately had to submit to this arbitration or abandon her lawsuit and and, they, much and she even they even didn't they even let her pick oh who do you want to be the oh no that's part of the <laughs> that's that's part of the trickery yeah. is that it requires, and this is a very common thing, one side nominates one arbitrator, the other side nominates a second arbitrator, and then those two together nominate a third one. But the, the trick of the Scientology one is it has to be a Scientologist in good standing. So which Valerie which Valerie's not allowed to talk to. <laughs> is not allowed to talk to anybody. Because she is forbidden from talking to them, and they're and, forbidden to talk to her. Right. So she can't possibly, possibly nominate someone who is in good standing. And in any event, anybody who is in good standing with Scientology wants to stay in good standing with Scientology. So they're not going to do anything that's going to upset Scientology. They don't give a shit about upsetting Valerie or the Garcias or whatever. They're SPs. Yeah. They can be they can be crapped on without any fear of in fact tricked lied to back. or destroyed they'll get a pat on the back for a yeah trick lied to destroyed yeah um so valerie submitted to uh this arbitration that was held last week in los angeles or began to be held last week in los angeles and her lawyer uh graham berry filed with the court a status brief on what happened or at least some of what happened in this arbitration and i'm not going to go through all of that because it's pretty lengthy and you know she wasn't allowed to bring witnesses the lawyers weren't allowed in the room she couldn't record anything she had to take they provided her with a pen and paper to take notes they wouldn't tell her who the witnesses were beforehand they just showed up in the room like it was a, a complete and utter farce. And, uh, you know, Scientology is going to go in, 
tell the court, well, that's just the way we do things and you can't tell us any different. This is our ecclesiastical procedure. Okay, but there was something about this that really struck my attention and different than the Garcia case, the people that they nominated that Scientology, the international justice chief, quote unquote, uh, the international justice chief does absolutely nothing on this. His name is used. He has no say whatsoever in anything yeah. that happens on this. This, this is, is being, all being tackled many pay grades above his. Oh, like yes. all many, of them. <laughs> yeah. Many, many pay grades above him. Like pay grades above OSA. Yeah. Like the, there are OSA people involved in this for sure. Like Rick yeah. Moxon was sitting there. and But this is being handled by RTC because Valerie's claims relate in in large part and and recount in a lot of detail uh her involvement with david miscavige and shelly because she yep. was in religious technology wow. center yeah right she was in fact shelly's like personal assistant yeah until shelly was disappeared yep. and then valerie became persona non grata because she was a shelly person yep. right in any event, I was struck by when when I read this summary that Graham Berry had put together for the court, just who they selected to be the arbitrators uh, for Valerie. And I'm going to, this is an excerpt that I'm going to pull up here. Here we go. After entering the arbitration conference room, plaintiff was stunned to learn that the arbitration panel comprised Sarah Heller, chairperson, Emily Jones, Kirsten Catano, the third arbitrator purportedly chosen by Sarah Heller and Emily Jones. That, that's what I said. The two arbitrators get to select a third person. Yeah. Therefore, the three-person arbitration panel included two members who were either witnesses to plaintiff's alleged abuse or were themselves one of the abusers. One of the abusers being Kirsten Catano. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. In attendance to represent the defendants were CSI SEOG members, uh, well, Chelsea Graves and Amber O'Sullivan. Chelsea Graves uh, is an RTC person, not a yep. CSI person. Amber O'Sullivan is a CSI person probably. But, but was XRTC was as RTC. well. And is also my cousin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> lucky Claire. Yeah, uh -huh. lucky Claire. Plaintiff <laughs> uh -huh. had been precluded from having any representative present. There were also seven banker's boxes of documents. Now I'm going to take that down and go back to talking, talking about... <laughs> I'll get there eventually, guys. Yes. It's all good. No worries. Talking about who these three people are, because it is particularly significant that these three arbitrators, unlike in the Garcia case, where they took public Scientologists to be the arbitrators, these three people are Sea Org members. They're they beholden to the Scientology. 100% beholden. It's <laughs> yeah, not and, just like... Yeah. And not only are they Seorg members, but both Emily Jones and Amber O'Sullivan 
have extensive and very close interaction over several years with Valerie. Right. And David Miscavige. Yep. And Shelly Miscavige. They know everything that she is saying is 100% true and 100% not what uh, anyone needs to know about. Right. And, and that's why these people were selected is because they don't want anybody being exposed to what Valerie has said. Exactly. They want people that already know it all because they're not liable to, to come running out of there going, oh, my God, did you know X, Y, and Z? Did you know they David Miscavige is beating people up? And Houston, you know, we have a problem. All right. of those people know <clears throat> that David Miscavige is beating people up yep. already. <laughs> right. And uh, you, we were starting to say uh, beholden. Uh, it is more than just, you know, they might lose their job. This is people who are fed, who have a roof over their head, who are provided with their clothes, who were driven to the venue. And if they, if they screw it up, then nobody's going to come pick them up. I mean, this is like their entire life and livelihood their families, their relationships, their spouses, everything is at risk yeah. yep. in the way that they conduct themselves in this particular procedure. Yeah. And not only that, if anything goes sideways with, with any of these particular people, they can be vanished just like that, just <laughs> as was done with Shelley. Right. Yeah. And, and Scientology will say, oh, um, they had a family emergency, and right. we'll never hear from them again. And yeah. that'll be or it. we just and, don't even know where they are. That's yeah, been and, their excuse before, too. <laughs> like, we have thousands of uh, employees, and we have no idea where each and every one of them are. And you're like, uh, pretty sure that's exactly opposite of the truth. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's just take them one by one. Yes. Let's start with my favorite. The, the favorite of all, the internal security officer of OSA International, Kirsten and they Thorne, call... uh, uh, no, Jari, Jari Vinny, Catano, Pedersen. Pedersen. <laughs> she, um, this, this woman has been... Scientology, just if any case anybody's wondering, Scientology is not going to help you with it with your relationships. That's not going to that's not going to work. Um, this girl's been married five times, and she's in charge of no. She's been married four times, at least that we know of, and she's in charge of keeping security in on Sea Org members that escape from the Sea Organization. Yep, and she's also a second generation Scientologist and probably even Sea Org member. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, not just a second-generation Scientologist. Her father, Colin, was a Guardian's Office member in Washington, D.C., who go. worked with Rick Moxon, another Guardian's Office member in Washington, D.C., and an unindicted co-conspirator. Involved in the largest infiltration of the United States government in its history. Right. Yes. So... She's Scientology she, spy royalty. <laughs> yes. She is the... I don't know what you would call it. A spy royalty doesn't quite capture it, Mark. She's like the 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 chief spook and enforcer uh, for anybody who is a former Sea Org member. 
She yeah. runs and directs the spies that are sent in on former Scientologists. She arranges their, them to get jobs and get, you know, uh, monitored at their workplaces. She organizes the sec checks. She gets the security guards to uh, watch over the people while they're being uh, sec checked. I mean, all of that sort of stuff. I know she looks kind of sweet and innocent, but she is a... Do not um, judge a book by its cover, <laughs> as the saying goes. <laughs> yes, sirree, Bob. This one's got a black, cold, a cold heart, folks. This one right here. She yeah. really does have a black, cold heart. And Ice princess she, right there. She... She can be, she's very soft spoken. She's very sort of unassuming, but she has had whatever humanity she may have started out with has been sucked out of her over many, many, many years. And it's really kind of sad to see. I knew her when she was a, when she was like a teenager. Mm -hmm. She came into Osa when she was a teenager and she was sort of the, the little innocent young kid that you know worked in the invest bureau <laughs> uh anyway she was selected because she would be in, in under normal circumstances she would be directing this whole thing like it, this is of the level that they've taken the person who would ordinarily be overseeing and controlling what was being done to deal with someone like Valerie and used her as what the like main, main well, person. She knows, she knows exactly how they want this played because that's her entire job. job. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which brings us to the next person, Sarah Heller. Sarah Heller is another OSA staff. She is at flag. She started out being a legal preps person many, many, many years ago, way back in my day, uh, ultimately became the legal director of the Flagland base. And now I think that she is probably the head of the Office of Special Affairs because, you know, Ben Shaw is blown like four times. So I think he just gets used as a spokesperson. I believe Sarah is the head of OSA for Flag. Okay. Again, another person who... If she was, if she wasn't on the arbitration panel herself, she would be the person overseeing this sort of thing at Flag. Yep. For people at Flag, and she is the boss of Kathy True, the infamous uh, Flag OSA sec checker woman who chases people around the country and gets them back and or tries to get them back. She was the one that showed up to get Debbie and Wayne Baumgartner back, Debbie Cook and Wayne back when they tracked them down in a restaurant in South Carolina. She is the, again, the person who has seen everything. She knew all about what happened in the Garcia arbitration or what, I mean, she was at every hearing in the Garcia case. So she knows all the arguments that were made. So they bring her in because she understands kind of the legal, this is what we can probably get away with. This is what we can't get away with. Here's what we got to be careful about. Don't say this. Don't do it that way. 
that's Sarah Hella. Um, Sarah, my most recent interaction with her was when we were doing the um, the Aftermath, Aftermath show, and park. Mark Bunker went and sat in that park <laughs> across from a uh, catty corner from Dave's old office where the uh, drive through restaurant used to be. Yeah, checkers. And, uh, checkers, yeah. Yeah, and Sarah Hella was the one who called the police. And uh, when Leah and I showed up, to meet with Mark, who'd been sitting on a bench in that park right behind his shoulder there. He was just sitting there doing nothing. She called the police and said that he was trespassing on this supposedly available to the public park and was in violation of uh, a stay-away order uh, injunction. And Sarah Heller was sitting in the office across the street from this park. It sits on the corner and it's called the Clearwater Vol Community Volunteers something or other. Hmm. I don't know. It's just one of the Potemkin Village places that they have. And she had given the police that red thing that he is holding. Red cover. This is a, That Mark Bunker had to stay 10 feet away from any Scientologist because of this injunction that had been issued like 20 years ago. Yeah. And it was the most absurd thing. And I'm like... I keep saying to the police, well, why don't you tell Sarah to come out here? Let's, ch let's chat to Sarah about this. Mm -hmm. And the police actually walked back across the street and came back and said, she won't come out. <laughs> like, this is confront and shatter at its finest. Okay. So that's Sarah. And now we move on to Emily Jones. And Emily Jones is another tragic story. This is Emily on the right with her mother and father, Phil and Willie, and her brother, Mike. And anybody who has watched any of the Scientology TV, uh, read Tony Ortega's blog, read my blog, knows a lot about the story of Phil and Willie and the, the links that they went to to try and get back in touch with Emily and Mike. Emily works at Author Services. Mm -hmm. you, you guys had mentioned that Emily worked at ASI and that was engaged in and involved in a lot of the, you know, upper-level activities of Scientology. Well, yes. also Emily she was, was in I mean, RTC. She, yeah, yes. Emily and Valerie joined the Sea Org together in Clearwater, Florida, and then they both were obviously brought to the Hemet property in, um, I think, approximately 2000, 2001. And they were both stewards for David and Shelley Miscavige. Right. When I was in Clearwater, Claire, for the, um, you know, three or four years that I was there during Lisa McPherson, yeah. Emily and Valerie and George were the three service people for Miscavige. Yes. So I got to know Val and Emily pretty well because when Dave wasn't around or when they weren't doing anything for him, they would come and give us leftover snacks. Like me and Marty lived in the apartment next door to Dave. So they'd give us like leftover snacks and, and then we'd start chat with them. So I got to know them pretty well. But these, again, are people who won't be affected or Emily is another person who won't be affected by hearing 
Valerie talking about Shelly and right. what happened with Shelly and, you know, the, you know, how Dave was treating Shelly because she yep. saw her too. So yep. the thing about Emily is that Phil and Willie, two of the nicest people that you could ever imagine, yep. went to such enormous lengths to try and recover their relationship with Emily and Mike that they put up this billboard, which became pretty famous and got a lot of media coverage and, you know, was on national TV and in a lot of papers uh, trying to get them to my loved one in Scientology, call me, pa paid for by Phil Jones and friends. friends. That's a sort of a sad. Oh, Phil, Phil is in the chat here with us. Oh, hi, Phil. Yeah. Uh, we Phil. are. Oh, and we got one more picture here. I might just throw it up. This is Claire's cousin. Amber. They don't Amber. look anything like each other. <laughs> yep. Amber O'Sullivan. Uh, and by the way, just for, you know, if we want to know what Amber's behavior is, this is a picture of her in a hate video she did on me talking about an incident that she was not even in the same country when it happened. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> But she's got yeah. red hair and she's English and she worked in the same place as you, so she's qualified. Yep. This is another person, along with Chelsea Graves, who is not going to be shocked by yep. whatever comes out of Valerie's mouth. Yep. yep. And Amber is also someone who was born into the Sea Organization and has been raised as David Miscavige's Nazi youth from birth to do his bidding, and she does it with violent intent you know what i just realized yeah she was also a steward valerie right emily and amber amber, amber. were all they all work together yep. for dave and shelly miscavige all three yep. of them all so at they've the same all time. witnessed david miscavige abusing people you're right mike none of none of what valerie says including that the fact she had to escape from that Gilman Hot Springs property in the trunk of a car will shock Amber or Emily one bit because they already know. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and then they won't be shocked about the fact that, you know, Dave and Shelly had separate bedrooms and that uh, Valerie, uh, that Shelly confided in Valerie and, you know, like all of the stuff that Valerie has talked about that would be electrifying but to most people. Yeah, and let's electrifying. Not, let's not forget that those were her best friends. Right. So the fact that not only will they, they're not going to be, you know, susceptible to any, uh, you know, blasphemous information that she might have, but they're also going to be there to psychologically terrorize Valerie. Like, look at you, look what you've done. Look what you look like. Look what, you know, just like to try to shame her for what she's doing. In addition to everything yes. else, it's just a package of insanity that they've put together. For right. Her. And, and these people are the, do you remember uh, everybody watching? Uh, you may have seen the video of Jenny Linson, Dave Bloomberg, and Mark Yeager confronting Marty Rathbun at LAX. In, at LAX. Yes. Yep. 
and those people and also the audio tape of when those same, those same and other people came to confront me in the parking lot in Clearwater. Yeah. They are all briefed and drilled on what to do to quote introvert the person that they are with. Yeah. Or yeah. that they are going to deal with. They study and your they study your Scientology files and they isolate the things that you have a, a attention on or you are insecure about or whatever, however you want to word it. They they cherry pick your weaknesses and then all of those people all they do is talk about that incessantly. Like no matter right. what yeah. the subject is or no matter what the question or statement is, it's, well, yeah, but are you still, you're still having bad relationships? You, you still can't have a good relationship? Yeah, and it'll be like, does that have to do with your bad relationships? Is that why you're here attacking us? Because you can't still can't get a relationship? And they just, if you want to see an example of it, they did it to Mark Bunker in Clearwater when they sent people, protesters out at him. They would pick it, at the time, Mark, um, he was probably 200 pounds heavier than he is today and they constantly just picked at his weight the entire time that they were inter engaging in, in engaging with him and they will do the exact same thing in a scenario like this yeah it's scientology's emotional and mental terrorism right. of an individual yeah exactly and i was going to say also that in this circumstance they always do these things when it's a number of them against one Yes. You will see this happen routinely. They're, they send a, a little posse out and there is one guy or one woman and they are alone and they are ganged up on by these other people. Yep. And, they did that to me when I went to the base with that Danish exactly, film crew. They sent exactly. 10 people out to yell at me on the highway at you know 7 o'clock at night. Right. Yep, <laughs> they've done it to me when they knew Mark was in Germany. They sent PIs to my house when I was... Alone with my young kids. They I do know. it and, systematically. You know, they did it to Christy with the, the Freedom Magazine reporter jumping out of the bushes with a gang. And like, it's always this really controlled environment that they like to create or a controlled circumstance where they are outnumbering the other person or the person that they are trying to intimidate by big factor, number factor. And, and they and they also want it to be a sneak attack so that you cannot prepare or ready yourselves for the thing. And this is in the covered in the spy files when we were reading the last spy file I, I released yesterday. They said, we'll have to, you know, we want to pick a time when he won't be able to prepare. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this was, uh, I mean, I look at this and I go, oh, okay. Well, this was perfect. They set this up. They not they did it in a Scientology building too, like it's not even a neutral location. So not like doing, an office, like if you go to like a you know place where they do depositions or something, and they have a court reporter there, and it's just like yeah, it's just an office. Yeah, well, when you go to the like an AAA uh, arbitration, a regular arbitration, you yeah. go to uh, what's sort of like a law office. They yeah. have conference yeah. rooms. The judges have their little. They have their offices where they can break out. Like you go in, there's a waiting room. I've been to tons of these. There's a waiting room and a conference room and the office of the mediator or the, the arbitrator. And they take both sides. They take 
one side, then they take the other side, then they come back out and then they talk to you and then they say this and then they, and then they get everybody together and say, okay, now let's work this out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's, what's really going on anyway, this is not what happened uh, to Valerie. It's not what happened to the Garcias. And I can see the plan was to be so intimidating and so overwhelming to Valerie that she would just give up because this was forcing her to alone because she was not allowed to have an attorney with her alone sit in a room and be abused by the people who had abused her in order to quote get justice for her abuse yeah and it is it is sick it is insane but i think that they have made a horrendous mistake i think because now they've they've stacked the deck so much in their favor that this is now obviously not a fair unbiased arbitration procedure exactly If you could, it doesn't, it it wouldn't even matter if it was three random Sea Org members. The fact that those people are completely and utterly beholden to one of the sides of this arbitration and rely on them entirely for their next meal Mm -hmm. and their next place to sleep. Yeah. And, and whatever (laughs) is just outrageous. And I think that Scientology in in Dave's desperation to make sure that nobody hears anything about him that they haven't already heard, that no new uh, dissemination of the shit that he is engaged in goes to someone who's never heard it before, that they have done something that is very, very detrimental to their ability to be able to keep these things going they, they think, might have taken their lucky break and broken it in two on yeah, this one exactly. david miscavige always the master of football it's- there's a that's a beatles uh that's a beatles uh reference for you there mike there you go yeah. <laughs> i know i know mike in any event i just wanted to i know i've dominated this entire conversation so far no but- not at all no, no. I, sure, I, this is your this is your this is uh, your your wheelhouse, Mike. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really really important. This this subject is really really important, and I just want everybody anywhere anyhow to know what really is going on, because you never know who may be uh, the clerk of the next judge who happens to watch this. Right. And then goes, oh, I know what I I know what really is going on here. Yeah, how this really works, or who knows what. But the more people that know about this, and the more the information is disseminated and made known broadly, the better. And I don't want to let this one go by without commentary about it and and our insight because. Oddly, the three of us know all of these people very, very personally. Yeah. And know exactly what is at play here. Right. To most people, these are just random names. They they don't get it. I don't even think the lawyers understood. No. No. Like, I wrote to them and said, 
you know, guys, yeah, please pay attention here. This is important. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And also, Chelsea of all those people, it I, did it say she was representing CSI in the in that it's little a, thing? No, that's that's Graham Berry saying she's a CSI person. Okay. Okay. Um, because uh, Chelsea, her specific post was as as an, a religious technology center interrogator. That yep. was her job. I want to say almost the entire time that she was at the Int base in, in the Religious Technology Center, she was either a trainee to become an interrogator or she was an interrogator. Yeah, and she, I know this Chelsea, because yeah. she has spent hours and hours and hours interrogating me. Yeah, <laughs> and me. Yeah, you know she's interrogated exactly. you as well, Mike? Oh, my, Chelsea? Hours, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were, we were best buds after the amount of interrogating <laughs> she did on me. Yep. So um, Chelsea, Chelsea was... Chelsea Sala, she was married to Adam Sala. When she divorced him in order to be promoted to Religious Technology Center, which happened in approximately 1997-1998. And from that time forward until as far as I know until current day, she has been her sp specialty is interrogating people for David Miscavige. In fact, the last day that I was in Religious Technolo Technology Center in September 2004, Shelly Miscavige called me and said, of Chelsea Graves or Laura Dolan, which one of those people should stay in Religious Technology Center to sec check Tom Cruise's personal staff? And for a variety of reasons I won't get into, I said, Chelsea. So there you go. Chelsea remained in Religious Technology Center and Laura did not. And I got pictures from Star Magazine of Chelsea going into Tom Cruise's house to sec check his staff, to yeah. give his staff interrogations on the e-meter. So she, she is also the daughter of a prominent big time Scientology donator who's now Bob, married to Judy Norton Taylor, Bob yeah. Graves. Uh, she, in the who Bay used area. to be married to Sharice Graves, who's Chelsea's mom. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these these people are hardcore. Yes, very hardcore. All of yes. them, all all five of those people that we just named, all five of those women, are all hardcore. Yeah. By the way, Mike, do you not to get off topic, but Sarah Heller, do you know who her parents are? I can't remember, Claire. I was trying to remember was earlier. It, it was 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 it Margaret um, Supak? I, I just remember Sarah. Reason, from, I think so. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, because I remember Sarah as a young girl at Greenfields, which is the Scientology school right. in England. The point being that all of them are second generation Scientologists and all of them, their lives depend on pulling this off. And as you said, Mike, um, David Miscavige has backed himself into a massive pile of doo doo. <laughs> I didn't say that, but you well, did, and I like that's it. That's my interpretation of what you said. <laughs> I like your interpretation, Claire. I thought that was very good. <laughs> it ain't going to smell good from this point forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Well, we'll see what happens in the courts. Courts is a crapshoot. Courts is yeah, a crapshoot. It mm. really is. Although and unfortunately, yeah, as we all know, um, this is what Scientology uses their millions for to hire the best 
most powerful law firms in the country. And it's incredibly intimidating on any level to go up against them from personal experience. Right. It's and, no walk in the park at all. And it's also, made that e way. even if there's yeah. legally, this is not really that big of a deal um, in terms of like how it affects the case or if it does or if it doesn't. But Scientology doesn't even really care. They just want to delay and they want to uh, try something new. And if it works, then they'll keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, then they won't do that anymore. Or, you know, they but they want this to drag out. They want Valerie to be worn down by just attrition and just uh, the amount she'll have to spend or the amount of time or she has to travel back to California from Florida or wherever. You know, they want this to go on forever. Right. Yeah. Well, or be over with Mark. Uh, this this uh, procedure that, that Valerie went through last week lasted two and a half days. And they got to the end of the two and a half days and they said, oh, we're adjourning now. Uh, we will reconvene in January 2024. And it was like, what do you mean? Why don't we just finish it now? Oh, we're busy. Three Sea Org members. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Sea Org members spend 99% of their time doing useless busy work that doesn't really need to be done. And if it didn't get done, nothing would happen. And those three were taken. They have spent, I guarantee you, at least a week preparing, drilling, studying, being briefed, etc. before they were allowed to even begin this proceeding. Right. And if any, and if the powers that be that selected them said you were going to do this for the next three months, every day for the next three months, that's what they would do. Yeah, that's all they would do. And it's also, Aaron. And it's also, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, don't think that Scientology didn't video whatever happened down. Uh, happened oh yeah, in this yeah, meeting. yeah, yeah. Oh, and and, and if yeah. those girls didn't put on, if these women that got called, if they didn't put on the show of their lives to shut this thing down that it now they're on trial internally based on whatever mm -hmm. uh, mess ups or if, if they said something they weren't supposed to say, or if anything went sideways that was caused by one of these Scientology witnesses or plants or whatever you want to call them, then they're going to get, they're going to be on the hot seat on their side before they come back and do the next um, part of this. Right. Not yeah. to mention the fact that I think it's, a guarantee that they were preparing those those women were preparing for this full time for at least one to two months for that two and a half days. Oh, there's no doubt, Claire. Yeah. And and, and like I said, if the powers that be who had selected them and told them that they were the ones that were going to be doing this arbitration said, you're going to be doing this permanent. This is now your permanent position. This is right. what all you're going to do for the rest of your life. That would be how it would be. Yeah, it's it's not like they have any control over their what their assignments are or whether they can or can't um, make it to the next arbitration session. Exactly, they're just being told what to do. They don't have any say so whatsoever. And if someone told them show up again tomorrow, they'd be there tomorrow. If yep. they say don't show up tomorrow, they won't be there tomorrow. That's yeah. it. They it, are it, literal puppets, a.k.a. chess pieces in this right. legal madness. Pawns. Pawns. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Pawns.
Pawns. Pawns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Prawns. <laughs> well, you got, yep. got another shrimp on the Bobby. We've got 2,000 people in the chat right now. Oh, nice. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Do you want to? Take some comments and questions. Yeah, you want me to put them up and you read them? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Here we go. Salty Beach Girl Lori. Oh, I'm supposed to read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said, right? Yes. Uh, I'm a little slow. That's okay. okay. I can read it too. I have work to do. Gonna be in the AirPods, not the chat. Getting my blah, blah, blah request in early. Team Mike, looking so strong and well, Mike. Thank you, Salty Beach Girl Lori. There yes. you go. Good to see you, Salty Beach Girl Lori. <laughs> blah, oh, here, blah, blah. there's another one look at y'all bring all the facts thanks for sharing your time and experience as always mc2 minus missing sweet christy bts activate bts That's activate <laughs> you have yes. to do that when you do it i'm i got this new x i'm doing an x gang sign for xenu too i'm gonna figure that one out um <laughs> okay here's an x gang sign for xenu i know that's what i i literally mike i literally did the same exact thing i I spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out which it was and then i was like how dumb do you got to be not just to go like that <laughs> <laughs> so we have beaches activate and then we have team xenu hail xenu Hail Zenu, Team Hail Zenu. Zenu. Yeah, Hail Zenu, Zenu Team Zenu. Zenu's my homeboy. Zenu, anything will get the Scientologists off your tail really quick. <laughs> yeah. And also, if because they, if you say body thetans, and I did, I I realized this. If you say body thetans, Scientology go, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. We don't call them body thetans. We just call them thetans. Yeah. Right. Because all the way up until OT three, you talk about thetans, but you never ever hear about a body thetan. Right. So an effort to get around that little kind of um, Scientology uh, brainwash, we just call them BTs. We just call them space cooties. And that makes it much easier. <laughs> and also space cooties is fun to say. And also that is what they think. They think we all have space cooties. So it's kind of funny. You can't see them. They could be on you. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. You could have 5,000. You could have uh, 50,000. Nobody knows. It's just all made up. Okay. Dear Mike, I'm still listening to your book, I think. Is a beautiful gesture gesture from you to your children. I really hope one day they will read it and see the other side of the story. Best wishes. Yeah. Thank you, Doris. I do too. Nice. Linda, Kirsten must just like wedding cake. I saw that. I had to as soon as it came up, I was like Manchester. Manchester B. Yeah. I was like, Linda, you win the chat tonight. This Kirsten gal loves her some wedding cake. That must be what it is. <laughs> yep. Amber's already uh, married and divorced once now, too, by the way. Oh, mm. Amber is, too? Yeah, she mm. was married to Winston Miller. Yeah, but you get married like you change your uh, outfit in the Sea Org, some, some, some people. Do you now? Christy Lynn Wilson. So crazy. Judges should educate themselves on CRS. Yes, exactly. That's why we're here. Absolutely. Kay's in the house. Mike, sorry I didn't see your email right away. Yes, I'll talk to you and your contact. Sent my number in email. Okay. There you go, folks. Okie dokie. There you go. Rubber a little, a little code secret going code in. going on. Got some mystery sandwich cooking up Phil. right there. Hey, There's buddy. Phil. Karen, hey, yes, they Phil. are our kids. Yes, yeah. they are. Wow, look at that. How how I wonder if Phil always watches or he just happened to watch. He this watches video. a lot. I've yeah. seen him comment a lot in in things. He's he's a very very supportive. Yeah. yeah. 
Kerry Green, I have been in Clearwater my whole life, now living in Palm Harbor. Without saying names, I worked in ICU at Morton Plant Hospital mm. from 1988 to 2007. I took care of a couple of very, very sick Scientologists. It was bizarre. Always had someone there taking notes and interfering. It was crazy to me. Kerry, I got to tell you, when I was in the hospital, I was in the sister hospital, the Morton Plant. And the number of doctors and nurses, uh, when they found out who I was, and some of them knew, and then after I was there for a while, everybody knew, who would come up to me and say, oh, my God, we had a sign- we had Scientologists in here, and they always have handlers. I don't know what these people think they're doing. They're handlers. They come in here. They sit. They tell us what we're supposed to do. They, do- they don't want them to take any medication. It's like yeah. crazy. It's literally having somebody there with you so that whatever the doctor says, this person can say, no, we're not doing that. Right. Like literally just there to impede them. And they're in the hospital being treated by the hospital. Yeah. And this Scientologist is going to be like, no, that's not the way this works. We're not going to do it that way. Right. They (laughs) they have a... A great deal of unexpressed resentment. <laughs> yeah, the subject. And, yeah, and by the way, we should comment. We've we've heard the exact same from law enforcement as well. Yeah, right. uh, of similar scenarios. Um, so yeah, again, that's why we're here to educate people and work on exposure. Maria, hi, Maria. Hello, Eminem. Claire, I got the SPTV directory oh domain. Goodness. Tell me what to do next. P.S. My knee hurts like a son of a gun. Oh, Maria. I will email you. I'm sorry your knee is hurting. Hope it feels better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stranger than fiction. Valerie has gone into the mouth of the shark asking not to be bit again. Yeah, that is. I saw that and I thought that's a really good uh, analogy. That is exactly what it is. Go back to prison and say, hey, you know, I didn't like how some of the guards treated me here. I want to sort that out. And it's like, okay, let's bring in the three guards that beat you the most and we'll see what they think about your story. Yep. Nick X, they screwed the deck completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I said they stacked the deck. Yeah, Scientology's got this misplaced big deck energy. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, it's just definitely, uh, they usually shoot themselves in the foot. (laughs) Rosemary. Oh, Rosemary, I received my fake Navy Davy elf. Imagine my surprise when I saw it was (laughs) life-sized. Thank you, Cliff, for the lovely gift you sent me. Are they handmade? Very beautiful. Your boys did a great job. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Rosemary. So lovely to see you here. I will get you the name of the person that made you the gift. And yes, they were hand, they're handmade. So I'm so glad you received them. Aaron. Oh, hi, Aaron. You remember Aaron? Aaron? Oh, yes. The, the, uh, Lady who has been to the gold base. I don't know. She's been more times than uh, some golden air members, uh, staff members. Um, (laughs) She went, she was, didn't she go to like their golf tournaments and stuff like that? She'd just show up and be videoing it. And as soon as Danny Dunnigan found out she's there, he'd go down there and harass her and video her. Exactly. Exactly. Danny done it again. (laughs) 
Yeah. Holy the captions moly. keep saying sex check instead of sec security check. L O L. Oh yeah. <laughs> what it does that? Um, if you watch with captions on, you can watch YouTube with captions on. Oh, I didn't and know for that. For some reason, whenever I say sec check, it always writes sex check. Because it knows that the majority of the questions are actually about sex. Yeah, exactly. It knows Scientology's own thing. Yep. Mrs. T. Rush, does hey. the court have any authority to overturn arbitration requirements when it's shown to be the BS? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, this is, absolutely. This is playing into the judges and the court systems sort of um propensity to to want things to go to arbitration to get it out of their system and to save to unclog uh, the cases and the time and all the money that they that with all these people that do these things they have to budget on certain things and if the, scientology will drain your entire budget if you have to if you're always dealing with their cases right yep lady lou bricant is there a way i can support sps in australia Sure. I mean, look, the Aftermath Foundation gets requests from people all over the world. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that there has been anybody from Australia, but there may we, have been and we've there helped, may become. They have, we have helped people oh, yeah. in Australia. We flew yeah. somebody flew from, Australia. from Australia. That's right. That's Who was exactly stranded right. there. We got her back home. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and other people too. But yeah, our needs are you know varied let's just put it that way and, and <laughs> fundraiser update we'll cover the programs that we're expanding and um those are more broad reaching and so exciting things on the horizon but best case is just to sign up at the aftermathfoundation.org yep omila seven in polish osum means a wasp i can never think of osum members as anything other than wasps that's amazing how cool is that you know yeah. what they Osa are like wasps because they just are annoying and they don't make, they don't make honey. They just sting people. They just, they just, they wreck picnics. Okay. That's what they do. And that's a fact They Mike, Mike and Aaron and a bunch of guys in Florida went to a picket picnic and Osa ruined it by showing up to the picnic, just like a wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob Sweet. <clears throat> Mark, I tweeted at you about the Honest trailer since I didn't know any other way to tell you all. Did you watch? I was so excited when they mentioned Shelly. Yeah, well, that, so this company, this company did this trailer, and uh, they reviewed, uh, I think it was the latest Mission Impossible movie, and they just... They threw shade at Tom Cruise. They called him Tiny Tom Cruise, and they said when if he passes away in a stunt or something like that, he'll just disappear like Shelley Miscavige or something like that was in the trailer. And Scientology went all aggro on him on Twitter. So, But, uh, yes, we did see that, Bob. Thank you very much. Yeah. By the way, someone also sent me something today, I think it was, about a podcast called H3H, I think it is. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. called H3. I know it. I know H3. Ethan and these guys. It's a very, very popular podcast on YouTube. They did a whole segment about Scientology yesterday. That's right. And I know. And, oh, and nice. anybody over at H3, if you're watching, I'll come on anytime. I'll tell you all the craziness. <laughs> um, yeah. You should get Mark and I on together. It'll be, yeah. it'll be a wild old ride. Yeah. We will tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that segment and it was pretty entertaining. It's very, yeah. like, I, I was surprised, A, they've got like 3 million followers, mm -hmm. and B, how the thing is conducted. 
it's total, you know, oh, well, let's talk about this now. Let's talk about that now. Let's, well, that's you know. sort of the way a lot of these podcasts are. It's just people, just people hanging out talking. Yeah. And that's how a lot of these podcasts have evolved. They used to interview people and they used to have a topic. And then it just got to like, hey, it's a new week. Here we are. Exactly. So what happened exactly. with you? What'd you do? Oh, yeah. I couldn't go to the bathroom for three days. Really? That sucks. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's it. Let An hour look. goes by. And they're like, we'll see you next week. How about that? Man. Well, they do three and a half hours. I know. Yeah. That's, hours. A, that's like, a, but that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big pod. They, right. They, get a, they got a lot of people going. Yeah. I, I'd not heard of it. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was also pleasantly surprised to see Bill Maher take another shot at Scientology last Friday. You, you know, the other thing, Mike, is a lot of these shows, I cannot wait. We, we, John Oliver, where are you? We've got Xenu yeah. is my homeboy merch on a Scientology <laughs> expose channel. Where are you at, dude? We're, we're like, this is a whole, it just SPTV Nation is just an at least an episode or that end story of the night. Yeah. Come on, the dude. Yeah, come, come on. on. Get oh, on it. We, writer's strike, we're throwing you a bone, dude. That's just a gimme episode. <laughs> anyway, um, the thing that I've noticed is a lot of these people that are talking about Scientology, they know a lot more than the old days when they're just like, oh, oh what? I heard about L. Ron Hubbard at the clay table. No, no, no. They know. They know a lot. They, they, you, you know they've watched an aftermath or a going clear or three yep. days of SPTV. Or, they're very educated on how all the pieces go together. And a, a lot of people know, um, you know, lingo. Like what's his name? The, um, the Super Size Me guy. Um, remember we saw him at uh, the Going Clear, uh, Morgan, um, Morgan yeah, Spurlock, yeah, yeah. Morgan Spurlock, Morgan, Morgan Spurlock. We're at the back, we're at the green room at the Going Clear, and he goes, Were you guys, uh, some of the guys at the Int Base? And I was like, What? <laughs> the Int Base? I was like, Look at you. And then he goes, were, and then I start to, I said, I used to work at the base. goes, were you ever on the RPF? And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, doctor inside lingo. He's like, I've always wanted to do a film on Scientology. I was like, wow, these guys are really uh, knowledgeable. Are. We're ready and waiting. Morgan, you know, it's time for another one. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Okay. Miss Hendricks. I rewatched the Panorama interview after a few years and I hardly recognized Mike. Wow. Is Tommy Davis still in? Well, Tommy Davis is still... He blew, um, he blew the Sea Org. <laughs> right. Well, for the Longer, second time. Longer, stronger, faster, harder, my ass. <laughs> he blew the Sea Org for the second time. Yeah. And this time he didn't come back. Well, yeah. this time he... And now... He, he, he actually blew his entire life. He right. divorced his wife, Left scuttled his, the kids. twin daughters. Yeah. And ran off to Egypt. Yeah. And married a a movie star or something in Egypt Egypt. princess yeah something some something like that but he yep. still he still toes the scientology party line yeah because his mama and stepdaddy are very much still scientologists in good standing and they also have that tommy davis who is tommy davis.com website ready just to roll there <laughs> uh it's it, it hasn't been published but it the draft is ready so yep. if he makes one little sideways move they just click one little button at osa and there you go tommy davis you're now on blast by yeah. <laughs> fire it up yep 
Telperion, Captain Davies pro-life tips. Never listen to doctors or lawyers. You tell them what to do. That's yep. right. Yeah, and if you're L. Ron Hubbard, you add dentists to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Never spoke to a dentist. That's what I'm saying. Do not involve yourself with dentists. In, in fact, now that you mention that, you're right. L. Ron Hubbard never even talked about dentists. Oh no, he literally. Have you seen? He had. It was like oh, a, I know. It was I like know. a dumpster fire know. going on inside there. That dude wasn't going to the dentist. Yeah, I think he thought there were BTs in Colgate. Oh, oh <laughs> Lena on me. Oh, that's clever, Claire. I love your haircut. Also, Chris, Chris, Kirsten doesn't look innocent to me. She looks like a witch. Sorry, guys. Love you all to pieces. Oh, you, you have Lena no idea. And yes, we agree with you. Kirsten is absolutely a witch. Hmm. Kirsten, uh, project. Kirsten also happens to be one of the main authors of the spy, the uh, Scientology spy files. Yes, exactly. She might have written 90% of the content in there. And she's the one who called our baby ugly and sickly. And the reason we were attacking Scientology is we're jealous of Tom Cruise's baby. Like that was her analysis of why we were exposing Scientology and how we started doing it a year before we had the baby. So I'm not sure exactly how that worked. We yeah. knew we had a fortune. Uh, what do you call some it? Crystal of, ball. Some of this stuff. Just, is... It just creeps me out that she had a picture of our baby when he was hours old yeah and that no. was her comment oh my gosh just let me just breathe for a minute yeah okay some of this stuff is so embarrassing to have ever been associated with mm -hmm. not even a part of just even associated with it yeah. it's like oh my god i know i oh. know i completely <clears throat> agree free xenu project of farsec i love that I love the parenthetical note. Yeah, it's yes. the best because that's yep. where psychiatrists came from. They came from the planet Farsec and we're on TGAC in case you guys aren't keeping up with all the the uh, space cootie lingo. Okay. There you go. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, good old TGAC. Uh, uh. Mike, Mark and Claire, so glad to see you on together. By the way, Mark and Claire sent you pics of Chicago Org. Nice. Oh. I'll get caught up on that. I bet you it's bustling. <laughs> pretty sure there might be a Captain Davy in front of it. We're getting, nice. by the way, people, if you guys have bought one of the uh, Captain Davy and his space fake Navy or whatever we call them. Um, Captain and you, Chucklesworth. And Captain <laughs> Chucklesworth. Um, if you go, Captain Poopy Pants, if you, go Navy, if you go to a Scientology, or even if you just want to take a picture with a guy in front of the Eiffel Tower or the Empire State Building, feel free to send the pictures, and we are going to start doing a thing where we show those because they're, we've gotten tons of them, and they're really hilarious. Yes. So, um, and we might even have some kind of contest where maybe the best one gets an SP bracelet or a bobblehead or something like that. Yes, all available on thespshop.com. <clears throat> Mrs. T. Rush, is that the problem clearing court dockets, not judges that are either ignorant or in COS's pocket? Um, okay. Yes, it is in large part clearing court dockets. If you've ever been into Superior Court in Los Angeles or, in fact, any other courtroom in the United States and watched the beginning of a day in the life of one of those judges, it is insane. These guys have like st 
stacks of cases. Like they they may be dealing with 30 different cases that day and then 30 different ones the following day and then another 30 the day after that. It is it is insane. But the second part of it is the ignorance. And the difficulty is with that little time to devote to any of these cases, you have to have a judge presiding over a massive criminal case like, like the Danny Masterson case before they have the time to devote to actually be able to get a grip on what it is that they're dealing with. That's exactly right. You can't, it it doesn't happen just in motion practice or in these little hearings that they have where there's like, you walk into those courtrooms, there's 150 people in there waiting for their hearing that morning. Yeah. And the, (laughs) and the other kind of um, bad thing that happens is the judges that know about Scientology and know what they're up to in some cases will recuse themselves from that case because they don't want to have any freaking thing to do with Scientology. Right. They don't even, yeah. they don't even, they know that the, it's going to be a shit show when that thing gets, if they, if they do it the right way, it's going to end up staying and going forward and then it's going to be a nightmare. So there's, there's a lot of Scientology really, they've, they've spent 70 years perfecting how to get, how to, get mm-hmm. loopholes and and you know get navigate this system to where they've gotten today it's not by accident that they they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on legal uh people and politicians and people who know people to talk to people and they rub shoulders in all the right places so yeah there, it's, it's a lot of these factors but yeah there you go i think we answered that question pretty uh, thoroughly extensively yeah. <laughs> points of caution Re-arbitration, please check out Swift's v. Ticketmaster and judge's decision on Ticketmaster's unfair arbitration process. YouTuber Emily D. Baker covered it. Judge ruled against Ticketmaster's request. Okay, I will definitely check that out. There is another famous case, um, (laughs) Hooters. Hooters has had a case, and that's another ironically one. headquartered out of Clearwater, Florida, ironically well. <laughs> headquartered, yes. where they, they basically, whatever, I'm not even going to get into it, but, but there's other cases. I, I'm going to wait. Let me just make a note. I think it's Swift mm. versus Ticketmaster. Cause it was Taylor oh. Swift. Oh, oh was it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Probably. She's the one who kind of went after Ticketmaster. I'm pretty sure. So. I'm yeah, assuming probably that's right. what it would be. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that points of caution. We appreciate I it. I should go on that Emily D. Baker show. You should. Yeah. She has a great show. I know she does. And she doesn't she doesn't seem to uh, get into a lot of nonsense. There's a there's a little she, there's a little bit of drama here and there, but for the most part it's just the facts, ma'am, kind of kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've I've watched some of her stuff. I was I was quite impressed. So, anybody that knows Emily D. Baker and has a, a line into her Tell us she should reach out and I'll happily go on her podcast. Have a uh, message her on Instagram. Yes, sir. I'll get right no, on I'm, it. I'm a ma'am. I retired from being a sir. Oh, you're Please. a ma'am. I, I yes, get ma'am. triggered if anyone calls me sir. Don't just even so get you me know. going about Claire and her yelling at people on an airplane the other day. Oh, my I was goodness. helping an old woman. He, she, she yelled at this guy from across the plane. She goes, sir. 
sir. And she was, you know, she did oh like a Sea Org thing where it's like, okay, Mike, and then, the no, 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 just let me tell my side. Things. Just let me tell my <laughs> side. And then the guy was sitting, he was over on, he was on my side of the plane. We had opposite uh, seats on the plane. Um, anyway, I'm on the other side of the plane. And the guy goes, the guy goes, he, he, was, he was annoyed that she yelled at him. And then he gave, he pulled a face at me. And I'm like, oh my God, He's, he doesn't know that that. That that one's with me, anyway. And then um, he goes, "Yes, ma'am," but because she said, "Sir, sir, sir," and then he goes, "Yes, ma'am," and then she's like, "Bring me that bag above you. Give it to me." And then he gave it to her. And then he forgot his jacket when we were getting off the plane, going down the gangplank or whatever. He goes, "Oh, Gang jacket," plank. and uh, <laughs> right. People. I mean, how much? How much do we want to embellish the story? <laughs> he walked down the gangplank and he was blindfolded. Well, it was it was Burbank. There was shock it was Burbank. They didn't have the, the terminal. Plank. They didn't have the terminal thing. It was just walking out. You just walk right it's out of the. Still not a gangplank. Whatever the ramp, the off ramp, whatever you want to, whatever you want to freaking call it, the rolling said, staircase. No, an old lady needed help with her luggage. I said, "Do you need help?" And she said, "Yes, please." I can't get their attention and i said sir excuse me would you help the lady with her luggage please and he said yes ma'am and he got down the luggage that's what happened just at a very <laughs> loud volume on claire's side no. about uh, about 15 i'm sure it was what was that. necessary to cut well, i know that's what i'm saying the, you, the, the, noise the doors were open but the, she wasn't able to get his attention. That's what I'm saying. The doors to the plane were open, and you could hear yeah, all the planes in the background. It's a jetway. That's, That's right, a jetway. You could hear <laughs> the jet landing, and 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 anyway, and so that's how loud it was. It was loud enough okay. to overpower the airplane. All right, noise. we're done with this. Perfect. Andrew Humphrey, Claire, can't wait to start Davy's flight training. See, that's why yes. I just wanted to talk about this because it was just all airport related. <laughs> Andrew, he is on his way to you. Uh, we sent. <laughs> <laughs> we should do remember when i did the uh, bobblehead videos i did them on like the 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 escalator yes. like the baggage and, handling and the, uh, we should luggage. do one of those with the space davy just like on a piece of twine or something falling down the roof or something <laughs> zip lining <laughs> yeah that's a great idea thank you for that andrew okay here we go we're on the final on, final buddy. countdown yes. here aaron nixon love you all i watch constantly question would it be in bad taste to buy a fake Captain Davy of the fake Space Navy, then roll it in catnip as a toy for my cat to attack? <laughs> no. No, Aaron. <laughs> Not only like. is it a good idea, I've done it twice. We have two cats, and they both have their own dipped Davy, we call them. <laughs> dipped Davy. We have, a, we have a bucket of this thing called Cat Crack, and it's just it's like a Costco-sized thing of catnip, and we just... I just took a bath. Little Captain Space Davies took baths in that catnip, and I just the cats are like they love them. Yep, it's good, solid. Yep. Lady Lou Precant. Also, I love how the word "wog" is meant to be derogatory. There's an Aussie movie called The Wog Boys. Wog is an acronym for "Welcome Our Guests," used to welcome European immigrants in Australia. Gosh, it's so funny. That. There's so many. I've heard so many definitions of this word that are completely different, different in different yeah. parts of the world. But they yeah. all sort of mean a similar kind of thing. Yeah. Like a foreigner. Yeah. So funny. Okay, here you go. 
Maria, Mike, you look and sound absolutely fabulous. St. Larry, patron saint of picnics for wasps, PIs, or osas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Jeff Scott, you still have the bobbleheads, Mike Rinda? Oh, you can get the bobbleheads from the SP shop. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. We still and do have fact, them. There was a new a new uh, printing or whatever a you new call production. It. Yeah, new we production. sold out. We sold out, and because they were so popular, we ordered another batch. So we have a whole new batch in ready for Christmas. So in addition to the little Davy Space Navies, you can get a much more robust Rinder bobblehead. <laughs> robust. 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 <laughs> robust. I Aaron, I sent the pick by gold base sign. Yes, nice. I have yes. that. We will include that whenever we do. We'll do a montage we at did. some point. Yeah, but we showed it. Oh, yeah, we did. That's we right. showed we it did. like a, uh, on a, one of the lives just um, recently. She Aaron. sent me a bunch more, though, that are really, really oh, good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thank you for that, Aaron. Aaron has been a trooper for many, many years. I mean, we're talking five, six years ago when she was going to the base at the doing yep. those golf, at least, right? Yep. Jack 66 able. Are you guys able to talk about the court cases in UK and Australia in other chat show? I guess. I don't know which ones you're referring to. In the other chat show? In other chat, like in a different in a different show. Could we talk oh, about yeah. that? Yeah. We can talk about whatever people want. You know, that's a good point. If there's things that you guys want us to talk about, just put it in the comments of the videos that we do. I know I read the comments on my channel. I don't know about Mike on his channel, but I try to yeah, read them. All. I answer questions. I go, I, I. <laughs> I go in there. I, I kind of actually like it. It's, it's yeah. kind of therapeutic for me. It kind of just gets my mind off of uh, work and other stuff. Yeah. Kelly, what kind of Christmas songs would Captain Poopy Pants sing? I have ideas for his music career. <laughs> yes, good to see you here, Kelly. My oh my answer to goodness. this is anything Grinch themed. <laughs> Anything <laughs> he's a south pole elf just so uh -huh. you guys know so. uh, yep very definitely touchstone john oliver did a wes shelley thing i oh. know he takes lots of jabs and he does little teeny things he little, sprinkles little bits and pieces he just sprinkles yeah. it in and he's done that for many of the seasons even for a while i think there was a where shelley wasn't there like a milk carton or where shelley something in yeah, the, in the, the title sequence yeah, and yes, there was. There was Where's Shelley in the title sequence when all those little yeah, things are there. The but icons. also on the backdrop, there was the Scientology building. Yeah, but he also had a volcano in there had too. A that volcano. He, yeah, he's done yeah. a lot of things, but he needs, he needs, come on. If he's hit a lot, all the things that he's done so far, Scientology's way overdue for their own yeah. like, treatment. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yep. Telperion on Beckham. So Davey went full on field of dreams on him build it and he will come <laughs> yes. really exactly completely <laughs> well you know it's 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 it it worked the first time because all those um luxury little apartments and everything that were built in the um late 80s and 90s that was all for tom cruise mm -hmm. and tom cruise stayed there Denise Moore, S.I. heard from Andrew Gold that Baby Davy will be in the UK this week at some point. Nice. Okay. I'll, I'll find out from Andrew. Dun, dun, <laughs> I'll dun, ask dun, him to dun, send dun, pictures. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's going to get so crazy. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine. You know, <laughs> I, I got to say, I had doubts in the beginning. 
But Al, apostate Alex is—he's making some waves over there, and he's making also some waves. He is—he—he apostate Alex guys. Um, this protest that he has organized at Saint at the what's called the Saint Hill Manor in East Grinstead, Sussex, was in covered in Newsweek, The Guardian. What was the other thing? It was some Daily other Express. CNN. I mean, it's insane. Aposte Alex has been here in the chat tonight. I don't know if he's still here, but oh. anyway, shout out to Aposte Alex. Keep, <laughs> yep. keep it going. We'll see. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, um, there he is. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, Mrs. Rush. So sad. No justice due to expediency. <laughs> that is the truth. That is actually that could be the the sign that is over the top of every courthouse in the United States. No dust justice due to expediency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandy me, Emily D. Baker was a judge's clerk on a COS case with jury tampering in the mm. early 2000s. She is awesome. She also covered Leah's suit. Great. I did not know that. That's I didn't very know that. cool. Yep. That was the last one. It was? Yep. We're done? Nice. Yeah. We're, we're all done. We did it, guys. We did it. We did it. We didn't go, we didn't go two hours. But we went over an hour, so you know it is what it is. You guys got a little bonus. We did spend about a half an hour answering questions, and yeah, and then we had to tell the story about Claire yelling on the airplane, and that took a few minutes. And you know, and we had to we had to tell that. Story. We had to. I was waiting all day to tell that story. <laughs> and Claire, I told Claire, I'm going to tell everybody about that. You yelled at the guy on the airplane. Maybe you won't do that again. Mm, okay. Thank you for helping the old lady, Claire. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she got she her appreciated back. it, even she if did. Mark other didn't. people didn't. Even, <laughs> even if me and me and the other guy were like, gosh, I know. I was like, I know, right? Some like, wow, because I'm so big, bad, and scary that I made him forget his jacket. Yeah, oh, exactly. Or him. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us, guys. If you're listening, if you're listening uh, to this on the podcast, um, please give us a good review. Um, in in YouTube world, you, they want you to like and they want you to subscribe and hit the bell notification. In the podcast world, they want uh, a good review of the podcast. The better reviewed the podcast is, the uh, more likely that other people listening are going to uh, go also, and look you, at the review of that. You even put these ones that have a bunch of questions and stuff in, in on your podcast channel. Sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes okay. I do. I don't always, but... Um, the for some reason um we've kind of found out that people like our series on the podcast so right. like where's where's shelly miscavige or the spy files or uh, mark and mitch make a movie you know those scientology stories yeah. yeah scientology stories so i don't always do the lives unless they've they they kind of go along the the spy files or they go along one of those themes then sometimes we'll turn it into a scientology stories episode and it'll go up on the podcast Okay. Well, so. I was browsing through some of these um, analytics earlier today. I was like, how is it that about half the people that tune in are not subscribed? Well, I don't get that. I do. from YouTube recommendations. And that's why we follow the YouTube guidelines so that they continue pushing the content out. Yeah. So a lot of the people that are watching our content on YouTube 
um, do not normally watch our content and it gets uh, fed to them in their recommended feed. And also there are a large percentage of our viewers that are Scientologists or they're afraid of Scientology and they think somehow by subscribing Scientology will find out. And so oh, I get if it. you don't want to be messed with by Scientology, you don't want to get on their list. And if you don't, if you're in Scientology and you don't want them to know that you're watching, then you don't want to get on that list. So, um, but if you're, it, but it does help us if, if you subscribe, it does get this word out to more people and it does help us to reach more and more Scientologists, oddly enough, because um, Scientology does not produce any valuable worthwhile content for non-Scientologists or Scientologists to consume about Scientology. And we do. And a lot of the Scientologists watching this, they're finding out a million times more about Scientology than they are from actually Scientology. So yep. um, if you do like and subscribe and do that um, stuff, there isn't really a way for OSA to know um, who you are if you have a purple groovy 69 is your screen name um, but if your screen name is uh, Cassie Isaac well then yeah they're gonna f maybe and you out, are Cassie Isaac and you are Cassie Isaac <laughs> they might know how to find you or track you down um, based on your viewing habits and stuff like that. So yeah, one love 51,000, you're probably gonna be fine subscribing. Um, you know, Pamela C. Atwater, maybe not, you know? <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, but we do appreciate you guys. And um, if you do wanna see, go to the pocket, it's just blown for good Scientology Exposed and you can get it on um, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are, we have, um, I want to say we might have 60 or 70 um, episodes up there of different things. And sometimes we put um, things out early on the podcast and early on X um, before it posts to YouTube. So there you go. There you go. Well, I'm, uh, I'm using my technical genius, Christy, to uh, now figure out how to put my stuff on the podcast yeah. too. Because nice. I keep getting emails from people saying, Oh, I'd love it if you could make this into a podcast totally. because I listen to it when I'm jogging or I listen to it in my car or whatever. Yes. We have a so. lot of truck drivers that love uh, the spy files because or commuters listen, or you, yeah. on long haul stuff. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway, awesome. our stuff will be coming. We, and actually, I got to tell you, Mike, the videos where that we do live with you get more video, even though we're, we're both, it's on both of our channels those videos tend to get more views than my other videos that I don't do with you and I don't share with your channel. So, um, so we, okay, we, well, we appreciate, uh, send yeah, being, check. yeah, good. we appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> listen to this, listen to this. I got this one. I, want, I want my checks along with my big farm. I got check. this one wants checks and this one wants to yell at people on the airplane. And I just, I'm stuck in the middle. I got nothing. Oh I got goodness. nowhere to go. Um, anyway, yes. Mark loves a good story. I know, yeah. right? It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I when I was, it was so funny though, Mike, because when you were talking about that age three thing, I was like, yeah, yeah that's to the point where it's going to get to that point pretty soon because there's so much like self-destruction happening in Scientology. They're just going to be like, what's happening, Mike? Like, I don't know, man. I ain't heard nothing. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like everybody left. We got, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Would you, would you go anywhere cool last week? You know, you know, <laughs> it's going to get to the point where there's not going to be that much, but it's going to be a lot up until then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thanks right. guys. We appreciate well, it. 
thanks everyone for joining us as always and we will um be back i don't know when something else happens yeah we got more spy Me files too. coming um on the blown for good <laughs> channel and more uh, scientology stories coming all righty okay bye. bye for now thank you for tuning in you can find more episodes of exposing scientology both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my best-selling memoir, A Billion Years, My Escape from a Life in the Highest Ranks of Scientology. It's available on Amazon and as an audiobook. Until next time, be well and happy. <laughs>